Hey everyone, welcome to the client side podcast. Um, yeah, we're going to do a little something different today um, because it's my 10th episode. So I thought I'd celebrate in, in some sort of way. And uh, my version of a celebration is uh, instead of having a guest on today, I'm going to interview myself. Um, just kidding. But, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, I went on Instagram and I asked folks to send in their questions and I'd answer them on the podcast for my 10th episode. So I have a few questions here that I'm going to answer. And, you know, there's some fun ones. There's uh, some technical ones. There's one really strange one that I saw. Um, but yeah, I hope you enjoy. Um, so the first question I got was about building your marketing career. And the question was, hey, what are your best tips for wanting to grow in your marketing career? And, uh, you know, it's kind of funny because, you know, if you know me, I came into marketing uh, slightly differently than most folks. Uh, I didn't really go to college for marketing per se. I went to college for broadcasting school because um, I wanted to become uh, like a sports broadcaster. Um, but I also really liked film and, and television as well. So I started in uh, I started in college doing the broadcasting thing. I got an internship at a radio station and I ended up eventually uh, as a producer on the morning show, uh, which was awesome, except for the fact that I had to wake up at four in the morning and, and be there at around 5 a.m. Uh, those early mornings I don't miss at all. Um, and then I still loved video. So I went to an agency here in Calgary called V Strategies, where I did video commercials, corporate videos. Uh, and then I got really into the video marketing side of things. So uh, kind of developing strategies to uh, to kind of uh, leverage your videos as best as possible. So you're not just spending uh, all this cash on just one video that you're going to use once and then uh, potentially never use it again. Um, and that video marketing piece or that strategic piece kind of led me to eventually uh, getting into a marketing firm and then where I am now with the Inbound Lab. Um, so basically, I guess the best tips for wanting to grow in your marketing career um, is be patient, right? Uh, you know, you're, you're not going to come out of school and then start off as a freelancer right away. Uh, you're going to want to learn from a lot of smart folks out there. Um, you know, I couldn't do this without my mentor. Uh, hopefully he's not listening. His name's Peter Bishop. Um, but where I am now, I'm really happy that I took my time to, to learn a lot from my colleagues and, and even from my clients. Um, continuously reading materials on marketing, listening to podcasts, and uh, yeah, just uh, kind of, you know, uh, trying things, taking some risks. Uh, there's that whole monkey see, monkey do thing where, uh, you know, if you see something, try it and see if it works. Uh, get into marketing metrics uh, because basically everything that you do is going to be driven by the metrics or the goals that you're trying to track. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's my best tip for wanting to grow in your marketing career. Another question here is how do you keep customers interested in your content, which is uh, a difficult question to answer, but it's a really good question to ask. Um, basically, you know, how do you keep customers interested in your content? You really just need to be consistent, uh, with your content, right? 
Um, you don't want to just uh, post uh, ad hoc. You want to build a bit of a content strategy, get an understanding of what your target audience uh, wants to consume, where they're consuming it. Uh, the biggest thing from an inbound marketing perspective is you're trying to figure out um, what their goals and pain points are, right? So uh, doing your, your audience personas or audience profiles to really target in on the content for your target audience. Um, and then, yeah, post consistently, um, but also, uh, you know, uh, switch it up a little bit, right? Like you don't want to just do, you want to do blog content maybe because it's great for SEO. Um, people love to read as well. And if that's what your, uh, target audience is, is if that's where your target audience is consuming their content, then yeah, do the blog content, but they might also be watching videos, right? So, you know publish some some videos and they don't have to be anything special. Uh, I always say, you know, video content is like pizza. Even if the pizza's bad, it's still pretty good. Um, so, you know, as long as the audio is good and uh, the, the content is quality uh, in terms of what the actual context of what the content is, um, then you should be good. But uh, yeah, just make sure that you're, um, you know, you're, you're posting relevant content uh, based on your customer's interest. And that's how you'll eventually keep them interested in your content, right? Now, here's a fun one. So are you more Don Draper or Peggy Olson? Um, uh, I, you know what? I've never really watched Mad Men. And I think Peggy Olson is a character in Mad Men as well as Don Draper. All I know about Mad Men is that, uh, you know, the, the Mad Men uh, are womanizing. <laughs> Uh, which is not me, I'd say from a uh, character perspective, maybe I'm a Don Draper in terms that I like to drink uh, old fashions. Um, I consider myself to be an okay presenter, uh, persuader, maybe. I don't even know. Um, but yeah, I think uh, from a, maybe not so much from a character uh, like a personality perspective, I'm a Don Draper and that I, I'm not a womanizer. <laughs> Um, but, uh, from, uh, maybe a boozy <laughs> point of view, I'm a Don Draper type of guy because I love to drink cocktails. Another question here. Hey, why do I need to blog? I want to start a blog, but don't know where to start. So these are two questions really. So why do I need to blog? I mean, you don't need to blog. Um, it's just a good way to one, uh, build upon your search ranking, build that authority with your, your website, build that thought leadership, right? Cause you're posting content that's relevant to your business. And as I mentioned earlier, hopefully relevant to your uh, target audience. Um, so I think blogging is a nice, it's almost like the gateway drug to additional content marketing, video podcasts and what have you. <laughs> so you don't need to blog, but it's a good way to start. And, uh, the second part of that question is I want to start a blog, but don't know where to start. Um, you need to start uh, at your from your audience. Right. So uh, define your audience, uh, what their goals and pain points are, as I mentioned, and define um, how they're consuming their content. So do some research, um, ask some of your customers how they're consuming content. I like to send out surveys to uh, customers to just say, hey, you know, what would you like to consume uh, or what would you like to learn more about basically 
um, keyword research, you know, use some programs like uh, SEMrush or SEMrush or Moz um, to get an understanding of what search terms are being looked out for there uh, in terms of organic search, of course. Um, and then uh, put together, you know, pillars of content. So just high level buckets of content uh, that you can start building other topics out of. So let's say, you know, for me, um, my pillars might be uh, <laughs> culture, uh, comedy, and that's basically, you know, me showing off that, you know, I'm a friendly person, um, but I'm also going to put some education in there as well. Um, or I'll put something along the lines of um, um, uh, something specific to a specific topic, right? So, you know, I'll do like an SEO piece or something like that, right? So maybe my pillars of content is SEO, content marketing, uh, email marketing, let's say. Um, but yeah, uh, I think just, uh, you know, putting that content strategy together, defining your audience personas and then building out content pillars, um, that'll help you start uh, coming up with the blog content topics uh, that will help you uh, become an authoritative figure uh, in your industry online. Uh, another question here. So what makes a good inbound strategy? Um, well, uh, very similar to, you know, how to start a blog, but basically the, the biggest part about an inbound strategy and why I love inbound so much is that you're trying to solve problems. Uh, you're not here to uh, promote your business or promote your product or service. Uh, it's part of it, but you're doing it in a more subtle way. Instead, you're um, instead you're helping, right? Uh, that's kind of you know. If, if I think about my purpose as an inbound marketer, or my purpose as a marketer, or my purpose as a business uh, owner, um, I just want to solve problems for people. So come out with a, a bit of a mantra as to um, how you want to help your potential customers or your prospects um, and then figure out how to nurture them as well. So when you talk about inbound marketing strategy, uh, you're talking about the awareness stage, which is uh, pulling in uh, your ideal customer uh, with the content that you're putting out that's relevant to your ideal customer's needs and, uh, and goals. Um, or pain points even. <clears throat> um, and then engaging them further, nurturing them with an email marketing campaign or some search intent content. Uh, search intent is where you're uh, basically uh, writing or, or, or creating content that's keyword focused on what people are searching for within the uh, engagement part of the buyer's journey. And then once you've closed your customers, well, you need to figure out how to delight your customers, whether that's through great customer service or, uh, you know, getting referrals by asking them to fill out surveys or leave reviews or or sending your content to their friends or colleagues or family. Um, there's a lot that goes on in inbound marketing strategy. Um but what makes a really good inbound marketing strategy, like I mentioned, is just having that mantra that you're here to help. How do you discover what your target audience's pain points are? So uh, I sort of answered this earlier, um, but basically, you know, just ask. Uh, do user interviews, um, much like you would for, like, let's say you're creating a, uh, I don't know, like a, a, 
a new website or something for your business, you're going to want to ask folks what their goals and pain points are in terms of um, a user-friendly website. Uh, how you're, how are you trying to get them to click on a specific item? Um, are you just posting or putting uh, content on your website just because? Um, uh, just you know, there's a series of questions that you can ask. Um, send those surveys out, like I mentioned, in the delight stage to your current customers or even folks who aren't your customers yet, but they're following you. Ask them what they're looking for in, uh, in content or, or what they're looking to achieve uh, within marketing or within their, what their business goals are. Um, and, uh, and go from there and, uh, and then try to put it all together in a, in a neat little persona and, and uh, then, you know, capture data by publishing content, uh, tracking it, and then uh, optimizing as you see fit. Uh, next question here is, what is the number one mistake you see people make when it comes to inbound marketing? And that's an interesting question because inbound marketing is basically the long game Right? It takes a long time to see the results from an inbound marketing campaign. Uh, the biggest thing is you just got to do the work and then uh, the results will follow. And what's great about the results following is that it's they're long term results. They're not just short term gains from, you know, like a paid ad or a television commercial or, um, you know, something you've seen uh, online in terms of a sponsored ad. Um I think the biggest mistake you see a lot of people making when it comes to inbound marketing is um, hoping that they see results right away. Uh, and that's that's tough because they're going to get discouraged, right? You might get five views on a LinkedIn post or you'll get uh, 10 readers on a blog post and you're wondering, hey, how come they haven't signed up, subscribed, or how come they haven't uh, acted on uh, talking to a salesperson or something like that? So. Um, Patience is the uh, the biggest thing when it comes to inbound marketing. Ooh, this is a tough one. Does the CRM belong to the marketing folks or the salespeople? Um, hmm. Well, that's interesting. So it really depends on what you're using the CRM for. Um, so a lot of CRMs come up with that come with that uh, that marketing automation piece, right? So you know, marketing folks are going to want to uh, be the keepers of that. Um, but then there's uh, parts where, you know, you're tracking leads, uh, you're tracking um, the conversations that you're actually having with your potential customers and your current customers. I think for me, it's a collaborative process, which is, you know, a bit of a, a crappy way to answer that because uh, I think it belongs to both people. But uh, the biggest thing, and I say it all the time, is marketing needs to be aligned with sales. Um and if they're not, uh, the CRM probably going to fall apart at some point. Um, and you're not going to be capturing the data, nor are you going to be nurturing your potential prospects properly um, without some alignment between marketing and salespeople. <coughs> oh, God. Okay. The last question here. Uh, what are your top three kinks? Uh, so that was the weird one. Um uh, I'm trying to keep this wholesome here. So I'm going to say my top three kinks uh, as a marketer or an inbound marketer is one, uh, a well thought out welcome email series, because 
The welcome email series is really uh, important in terms of uh, email nurturing for your potential uh, customers. Um, <laughs> uh, high ranking search results. Uh, so, you know, making sure that you're posting uh, quality content uh, that's focused on what Google is searching for or whatever you're using. Yelp, uh, sorry, not Yelp, uh, DuckDuckGo or, or whatever that search um, that um, that search engine you're using. Um, and the third one, um, what are your top three kinks? The third one is, uh, we'll go back to the CRM, uh, is when a client says, hey, they want a well-structured CRM process. Um, so again, if you want the CRM to work properly, aligning your marketing and sales folks, a well-structured CRM process is probably going to be uh, the way to go. Um, and there's plenty of ways to define that. It's having lots of conversations, um, having a uh, an agreement uh, between the, the two departments, and then, you know, just being uh, empathetic to one another. Uh, and I think that's how I'm going to leave this podcast, everyone. So yeah, um, be empathetic to one another. And thank you so much for listening uh, to the 10th episode of the Client Side Podcast. I'm looking forward to what I'm calling the second season of the podcast. Uh, next week, I actually have an awesome interview with a gentleman named uh, Cordell Vose, who is the marketing manager over at Calgary Co-op. Uh, we're going to talk about everything Cal and Gary. So talk to you then. Bye.